Hello, croqueticas, hello. Hello. Oh my hello. God, it's been a long time. I really, really have. Feels like every week is a whole new year in this pandemic, in this life, <laughs> in this in this place we call Earth. On this blue ball that's slowly, or not very slowly, very quickly burning. Oh yeah, yeah, you guys better word. This is going to become a doomsday podcast. <laughs> Um. No, no, no. Let's not try to be negative at this point because we have lots of negative things to talk about. And we have a lot of really cool things to talk about. So we have a special guest this week, our friend Alex Fumero, who is the producer of that new Netflix documentary that you might have been seeing everywhere about Guatemala. Mucho, mucho amor. We are very excited to have him. We're going to get the inside scoop of the behind scoop. the scenes of your favorite astrologer. And I'm going to try to get his achievement that I really want to know. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get started. Is your nose always in everyone's business but your own? Why, yes. Yes, it is. Are you terrified of a little melanin? Oh, I certainly am. Do you have disgusting box-dyed blonde highlights and look like Kate Plus A? You nailed it, sweetheart. Then it's time to enroll in the University of Karen. Learn to call the cops on your ethnic neighbors. Meet like-minded racist students who have no idea about their white privilege. There is no right for you to be here! Get your master's degree in speaking to the manager. You bring your manager here, you idiot, or go speak Chinese with your other stuff! At the University of Karen. I'm calling the cops! Campuses across the Sun Belt. Que lo que pasa aquí? Headline news. Ay, ay, ay. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> bueno, tell us the bad news. Just bueno, kidding. It's all bad news. Well, it just seems like all, he- like, and maybe it's the fact that it's a pandemic and everybody is not busy doing anything else but reading the news. So everything is just, like, annoying. But anyway, one thing that really hasn't gone away is coronavirus. In fact, ay. it's the worst it's ever been in our state. It's disgusting. There's like disgusting 5,000 cases a day. And you know what's really bothering me is the fact that Ron DeSantis, our lovely mayor, refuses to make masks mandatory in Florida. Like it's, you should wear it, but like you don't have to. It just makes no sense. It's like not a big deal. Somebody told me the other day, they're killing us with a mask. And I was just like, and then I saw something that kind of just was made sense. You know, there are doctors that have masks on like 13 hours of the day doing surgery. Mira, ellos no están muertos. They are very okay. So I think they need to just, you know, start, you know, using common sense and just wear the mask. I haven't been able to dance for four months. I'm wanting to go out already. Can we please already get this over with and everybody do what they're supposed to do so we can go do what we need to do? Libe has restless leg syndrome, okay? She just has to <laughs> spread her legs. Whoops. I have to spread my legs, okay? Listen, pero tú sabes que this guy, Ron DeSantis, who is our horrible governor. I sorry, governor, not mayor. <laughs> I know, pero tú sabes también que the mayor also caught coronavirus. So, you know, two peas in a pod. Pero he, like a few months ago, was like, everybody said that Florida was going to be the worst and it's the best. And he's literally on camera boasting about how great of a job he did. And now, se cagó, okay? He has to mm-hmm. eat shit. Listen, and I just have an issue and a bone to pick with the people that, like, just because it hasn't hit them directly and let me tell you there's like zero degree of separation now between people 
that I know very well that have gotten it. So mm -hmm. it's obvious that something is happening and the numbers are spiking. But I still have, you know, I'm not going to say any names, but like friends and family members that oh, are yeah, like, call them out. That's so stupid. You know, like everybody that I know that's gotten it, it just gets like a little cough and that's it. And I'm like, hello, the hospitals are literally getting like filled with babies and yes. old people and all of like all ages. Yes. All kinds of and symptoms. And hello, Gabby, the the silent spreaders oh yeah those those silent, silent spreaders uh -huh, the young ones the ones that have 18 years mira let me tell you my friend went to the beach in LA the other day and she says that she was out on the beach and some these silent spreaders went and put their they put their little toallita right next to her the beach Ay. was like there was no one there at the beach and she was like why does this person have to be right next to me I'm like es que these silent spreaders don't know they, they don't, don't know, know the problem. they don't care they don't okay? care exactly. they don't care because anybody could be a silent spreader you guys and what's crazy is everyone's like, esto pa viejo esto pa viejo let me tell you something I see a lot of young people coming to the hospital and what's more if they get if they're lucky enough to survive the hospital then they have breathing problems for who knows maybe the rest of their lives okay they're completely compromised afterward so yes. this is a very serious PSA deja ir a la casa de tu, de tu amiga like exactly. leave it alone Okay. No, and it's you know what? Nuts. Speaking of LA, like they're at least doing something. That's the problem with Miami. You give them, what is it, the expression? You give them a finger and they cut off the whole hands or whatever. Yes. You give them a minute, like you give them a little bit and now everybody wants to run with it. Listen, what did LA do when the numbers started spiking? They closed the shit down. Why? Because you have to like curve the thing no in miami they no, closed no. down the restaurants and everybody's like give me my liberty giving my freedom holding so signs trouble. como si dining in is like an essential part of your freedom and and they're comparing it to communist cuba and i really can't stand that not everything is about cuba y también, like Wear that freaking mask. It's a, it's a video that that guy at Publix was so embarrassing, okay? Oh, I because, saw that. Por favor, po oh ponte la goodness. máscara because it's all fun and games until your grandma dies, okay? Okay. Hello? Did you see what else is going to happen? Tromputa wants to open schools and he can't Trumputa. even get anything under control. How stupid is that? Listen, okay. that is the, that's, that's a punto final. There's nothing more to tell. He wants to open the schools, but you know what the question is? All of these politicians, including Trump, are you sending your kids back to school? No, because they go to private school and the private schools aren't going to open. Exactly. Ew, exactly. and kids, like, kids are disgusting already. Do you know, like, there's cesspools of nasty, okay? You don't think that, okay. like, what, you, what is his plan? He never has a fucking plan. No, he never has a plan. He just wants everybody to die. But listen to this. <laughs> El otro día, tú sabes que, I've never said this on our podcast because I don't want to embarrass anybody but yo tengo gente en mi familia que no se lava las manos ok I, pero like after they go que? to the bathroom I go, I go sometimes, mind you, this is extended family, but I go sometimes when before all this happened and I have to ask for soap in the bathroom to be able to wash my hands. Pero yo no entiendo. Puercos, puercos. So imagine. So those kids that that don't wash their hands, they go to school and guess what? They pick a wedgie, they do no sé qué. Even worse, when I was, mira, bueno, yo era, cuando era jovencita, I remember there was this disgusting little child who was in the bathroom with me, okay? And she, and she, and she gets a little rigatoni and she cleaned her ass with a rigatoni and she took it outside. And I was like, wait, wait. 
Our <laughs> pasta rigatoni, okay? Wait, wait, I remember wait, wait, what are you talking about? What are you I'm talking, talking about, about the cochinada que tuve con los niños, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. How do you know I she never, pero where did you grow up, bro? I grew up, mira, let me tell you, and this was a Christian, this was a, this was a Christian preschool. This was this, like, and, 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 like the nastiness that came out of that place. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Wait, wait, stop. But, uh, what? Yeah, did you she take a piece of pasta? Was she it cooked and uncooked? She had a box. No, she had a, a box of uncooked rigatoni. Okay, but, and she uh, had it in there in the bathroom. And I remember I was in the other stall peeing, and I hear this little girl talking. She's saying something about she's gonna wipe her ass, but and I was like, what is happening? And I go outside, and there she is, con la caca and, and with la rigatoni tiene la caca encima. I was like, disgusting. Who is this? I don't even know if I can believe this story. This is, I'm just, this is a true story. I, I don't. Choose to believe it. I okay. You know what? This is why. This is why things people like things like this happen, and nobody you can't get them caught because people don't believe. I literally it's don't believe one fiction. word of that story. <laughs> Anyways, mira, talking about food, I I can't believe this shit. Es que no puedo, no puedo entender. Okay, this is bad business. The CEO of Goya Foods Ugh. praises Trump. He calls him a builder. He says that we are blessed to have him. Let mm -hmm. me ask him something. A builder. Who do you think goes and buys your fucking um uh, sazon con achiote? from uh -huh. Sedanos. You think uh -huh. Melania Trump is in there cooking her bland chicken with your adobo sauce? No, honey. Negative. Okay? Negative. You think that she's going out to buy a frozen mojo to put in the freezer? No. no. It can no because... Wait, okay, but look, I'm going to try to play devil's advocate here. Listen, I've been really, really testing my patience con eso because I do, I have admittedly some family President Trump um, supporters. Why and how is still is beyond me. But Caro, can you explain to me, like if we were to play devil's advocate here, why it's important for people to understand that him praising Trump equals something bad like people because a lot of people are arguing like i you can't even like like the president now because it's automatically like you're gonna go out of business and shit like you know what i'm saying why Listen, why is this you bad You can like the president all day long, but I don't have to like the fact that that means that you are supporting a known racist who puts kids, brown kids, in Latin uh -huh. kids, in cages, in cages. and exactly. separates them from their family. So listen, if he he can like whoever he wants, he can go to dinner at whoever he wants his house. Pero la cosa es que if you associate with racists, not only racist, mira, but if you associate with someone who's one of the main platforms that he got elected for was building a wall. Okay, to keep Latin people out. If you're gonna praise that guy as a builder, a builder of what? A builder of a wall? So you're so you support this wall? Okay, so the people that are paying your bills for your factories, for your you know estate, wherever it is the fuck that you live, you know, you're saying that you that you're okay with this person and we're blessed to have him. What you're really saying is that we're blessed to have the cages. What you're really saying is we're blessed to have the wall. What you're really saying is that you support the oppression of Latin X people. Yeah, but that's I mean, I, the joke is on him anyway because that's nobody's gonna buy his stupid shit anymore. So he's an idiot. That's just bad business. You know what I mean? That's like, bad business. Like who no you want to like, but going out there and saying it publicly, like, what do you think that President Trump's gonna come to your rescue and start eating all your Goya foods or pay for the shit that nobody else is gonna buy? <laughs> yeah. Like that's he, not gonna happen. He wouldn't. He would. And then on Twitter, there was all these white people that were like, I'm gonna go buy some Goya, and it's like, honey, like, what? Do you know that they don't sell hot dogs, right? You know that it's not like tater tots. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, what do what they the know hell? how to use? They don't know how to use adobo. I bet you that they're gonna eat the beans straight out of the can. Okay, <laughs> I bet you that that's what happens. So you know, I don't know. I have a feeling. You think feeling that if he mm-hmm. really gets hit in the pocketbook, he's gonna say something about it because you know his his um, defense was when well, no, I went when when president obama invited me i went and so i went when president trump invited me okay let's say you want to play devil's advocate and say that you want to seat at the table so that you can advocate for latin people that's one thing it's a whole different thing to go and be like applauding him and saying that we're blessed to have him and what he should have done and said president trump thank you so much for having me here i have a few things to say about how you treat latin people in this country Uh that's different oh yeah let me tell you iberio or is it iberio beans were always better than Goya anyway, so you can suck at Goya. Bueno, let's move on. <laughs> this is different from everything else. This is actually a very oh. good thing for the world. So Thank did you know goodness. that the city of Sydney in Australia oh, is I gonna love that city. The, is the first um green energy. Like it has all green energy from oh solar God. and wind farms. <gasps> That's amazing. Have you ever okay. been to Sydney before? I, I have. Me too. I look at that. I have by, by way of dick. <laughs> 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 Libet Libe loves the Aussie zanahorias. Okay? Libet, what have you done by way of dick? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she's been to Sydney. She's been to the Opera House. I have been she, everywhere with her. She's been <laughs> everywhere. Been many different cultures and countries. Um, you know, what's so crazy is that this it would be very good for the economy. So I don't understand why we don't do this shit here at all. <laughs> Hello, we can't even wear masks. Imagínate. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think? Imagínate. Yeah, because they said that they spent, I think it was 60, if I'm not mistaken, like 60 million. But uh, what's going to happen is that they will save like 500,000 every year, yeah. like in the future, by just okay, using the renewable exactly. energy. Exactly. You see, that is an investment. And here, okay, Mira, I know I'm a lawyer and I'm really smart and stuff, but business necessarily isn't like my forte, okay? <laughs> Pero this is just logic to me, okay? The world is literally frying up. And anybody who wants to argue that is a fucking idiot. So, True. what do you do? Why wouldn't you spend the money, even if it's a test, like even if it's not 100% guaranteed, but coño, at least you start, you know, moving the wheel to get to get things going. We know that things yes. can be powered by renewable energy. So why wouldn't we at least try to go there? That's what I don't yes. understand. People that are like, no, I'm not going to spend that much. Like why? I think everybody and should be an environmentalist. And also people to work. It yes. puts more people to work, también, because if we need, guess what? If we if we're gonna make these wind farms, entonces you need someone to manufacture the windmills, you need someone to install it, you need someone to keep maintenance an eye on the maintenance. Claro. I mean, this is a sustainable business, and but we're too stupid. <laughs> that's just that's that's just the point. We're just too stupid. That's we're the laughing stock of the world right now. To be honest, you guys, nobody thinks it's cool to be American. Okay, they're like, yeah. what's wrong with these people? Their entire country yeah. is ass backwards. Nobody knows how to control COVID. Everybody's a racist. Things are on fire. <laughs> like we are in New Zealand. New Zealand. Libeta va para New Zealand because she's gonna get some kiwi zanahoria. Yeah. Ahí. There you go, Caro. Oh yeah, but. They're not going to let us in. Hello. You know, there's a, like a ban. No, no, no. I know there is. But that's I why I have to go it. through another way. Like, I'm going to go to like another country and then go from there. <laughs> Livet's going to go to Japan and swim. <laughs> Mira, I was very good at natación. Um, natación. Yeah, you can. I know you can hold your breath for a long time. 
very long time. <laughs> Her gag reflex is almost none. <laughs> I, 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 that's very commendable. So I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. No, it is. It is. It's a skill. <laughs> I can't. Like I can't. <laughs> what can't you, uh, Gabi? I, uh, well, what, what can't you? Wait, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I really cannot deal with Come Mierda Kanye West announcing oh, that he's running for president. Like, if things were God. already bad, you guys, I saw that. I was sleeping and my friends slid into my DMs and sent me that. And I was like, what? In the actual fuck? And I still don't know. Like, is it a joke? Is it not a joke? Is it a bad publicity I know. I don't stunt? even know. Like, I don't know. But I'm terrified because anything's possible, obviously. You and know I what did... I think? Because, uh-huh. you know, he's bipolar. He's come out and said he's bipolar. Yes, and I clearly think he he's off like his a... meds. I think he was having like a manic episode, announced that he was running for president, and then forgot. Oh my god. Oh yeah, listen, you know, yo tengo ADHD. It's not like there's no mental illness in my family, but I'm just saying, it looks to me, and I'm a nurse, it looks to me like, you know, if he's a known, but he has a bipolar disorder, it looks to me like he had, you know, he was in a a manic mode, and. Oh yeah, he shouted his mouth off when he should have just been quiet. I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. It gets scary though because right now things are so unstable that literally Mm -hmm. anything's possible. So if he said like the right thing at the same at the right time and really did run for president, people would vote for him. I know people would vote for him, and that is the craziest part. But wait a second, wait a second, because I'm not very good at this kind of stuff. How can he become? How can he run for president now? Are we like already so too close to for? for Bueno, yeah, he can he can run third party, but the problem is that he hasn't. Estupido. He hasn't even like signed up. <laughs> he didn't oh even do the paperwork. <laughs> He's so stupid. He didn't do the paperwork. So in like a few states now, he he doesn't. Um, the deadline has passed, and now he can't be on the ballot in a few states. I'm acuerdo which states, but um, but people can always write him in. That's the thing. So it doesn't really matter because there's always you know how people are writing in Harame, you know, like like back in the day in 2016. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, Haram. Oh, you, oh, you didn't know that Harame was the the, gor- the gorilla that died in the zoo, and people oh, were writing him down. God, that's I know. Nice. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. so, oh my God. Can you imagine what our first lady should be like? And God bless America. Good thing I know. No, no me imagino at all, okay? Because here's the thing, here's the thing with the president, and I know that it's difficult because we have an idiot currently in there. Yeah. But like you have to kind of like here's the thing, everybody's like, I'm so worried about Kanye, I'm so worried about Kanye. I'm like, here's the thing. Trump is an idiot, but he's white. Okay? Nobody is gonna I hate to say it, but this country is so racista that they you have to literally be a superstar, super smart. You have to be the top of your class at Harvard, you have to be the 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 editor of the Harvard Law Review and have all the accolades like Obama did in order to even get a foothold in this country. So mm-hmm. as much as I'm like, okay, you know, maybe some idiots are gonna be like, oh, I love his music, bro. Everybody sucks. I'm gonna vote for Kanye. Right. Um, I really don't think I think because he is a black man, I think most this country is predominantly white and white and it's old so i don't think he has a chance 
Ew. I don't want like just stop. Like just stop, Kanye. I know like you haven't put out a good song and I don't even know how many years, okay? But going on a ball and and, and telling the world that you're going to go run for president is not the way to get people's attention, okay? Like I said before, it's just bad business and you look stupid. So you know what? I can't. Like, like I, I can't. can't. What can't you, Lire? <laughs> Livet, tell us what you can't face. You know what I can't? Caring <laughs> is what I can't, okay? Ay, Karencita. Oh, Karencita, mira. Déjame oh. decirte que I, I have no problem with with anyone, okay? But I have a, a specific problem with Karens because I feel like they come after me. I don't know what they see in me. I don't know if it's because I'm a little bit brown. Or I don't know what they see in me. A little bit A little bit brown. A little bit Many times have I been in Publix and I have been told that someone thinks that I have stolen something. And I'm like, excuse you. Oh my God, Libre. Okay? What? No. Libre was, you know, she was stealing rigatoni. <laughs> Mira, I don't go. I yo voy en chancletas y con my hair and I'm not gray. And you know, when I go to Publix, because I don't give a shit. But like, it doesn't mean that I'm there gonna steal a chicken. You know, like bueno, what the Libre, hell? Imagine Libre being caught with a Publix chicken tender sub underneath her dress. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I had a friend named Connie, and she actually, when we were like 13 years old, she stole pollo rotisserie chicken from from Publix. Oh my God! But you, you imagine the peste. El peste que tenía abajo de, en, el, en, the, en the, per, the bag that she brought. Ay, oh disgusting. But also, well, Libet is not, is not the most trustworthy source, okay? Need we remind everyone of the Rigatoni episode? <laughs> Karen's are so stupid. And they're the same people that, like, when you're at the store, they're like, Hola, can you please speak oh. English? I don't speak Spanish. And the person, mm-hmm. you know, like... They're, just, yeah, they I'm, not even, I'm not even. I'm not even talking to you, Karen. I'm not talking to you. You don't Karen, have to. I don't have to. If I don't sp- feel like speaking English, I don't have to because I'm not talking to you. I am Karen and, and Teresa. And they're my getting. God. They're getting offended that we're calling them Karen. Is my favorite part. They're legitimately offended. They're like, they're like, it's a slur for yeah, someone. It's the same as the N word. Oh, is it Karen? Are you gonna cry it's now? Really not, honey. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Karen. If Karen was the same as the N word. Then we would be in. Then that would mean for you that in 48 states in the United States you could get fired for how you do your hair. That in you know mm-hmm. living in the United States you would you know be paid like uh, I think I don't even know what the pay rate is for for black women, but it's something ridiculous like like 65 cents on the dollar. So you really think you're oppressed? Sometimes uh, equality feels like oppression when you've been at the top too long, honey. Karen. I can't. Like, like I, I can't. Okay, this one, esto me pone mal. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> Secret mansion COVID parties run by two retired Miami Dade cops. I mean, it's like my nightmare sentence. Okay, this is why we have to. De- this is this is why we have to defund the police. Okay. Defund the police. Okay, okay wait. You need you to explain d- this to me because what's happening? Okay, mira, I don't know a lot, but there's what is there to know? These idiots, okay, have been renting, because I cannot believe they own them, 
um, mansions and having COVID parties so everybody can get infected so that we can just get over it and have like immunity or some bullshit. But clearly they don't understand how herd immunity works, okay? It will literally take over, I think over like decades for the majority. We need 70% of the population to have antibodies of COVID for it not to be a problem for most people. But guess what? That shit is going to take decades. It's not going to be solved in two little stupid little COVID parties in your mansion. All you're going to do is kill your abuela. Ay, it's so exactly. stupid. Oh yeah, I've heard of a lot of these things happening in Miami too. It's que people are like addicted to partying so bad that they can't like they can't stay home. They have it's to be sickness. out. They have warehouse parties. I know someone specifically. I won't mention names. A friend of a friend that went to a Daddy. warehouse party. <laughs> Daddy, who knows? Caro, who knows? Ali, who knows? Mari, and she went to a warehouse party where nobody was wearing masks, a full-blown, oh like, God. rave, okay? So, which leads so me to disgusting. believe que la gente está haciendo drogas. You know what drogas does? It lowers your immune system. You know what that means? Yes. You're susceptible to viruses. Yes. So, these people That's are really right. stupid. And on the topic of herd immunity, it didn't work in Sweden, okay? <laughs> it sure didn't. It sure didn't. So whoever's it out sure there being like, didn't. this is what we need to do because I saw it on a Netflix documentary of explaining about COVID and stuff. No, it's not what you need to no, do. You it doesn't a work. A YouTube documentary. La gente está loca. Hello, I get people saying like, oh my God, if there's a vaccine, I'm not going to take it. Oye, pero la gente, like, <laughs> what's crazy is that people are like, we need herd immunity. Okay, let's go with that. Okay, let's let's go with that. Okay, what if there was a way, okay, a crazy magic way in which we could give everybody a little bit of virus, but not enough that they get sick, just enough that they get antibodies so that if they do catch it again, they won't get it as bad or bad at all. Guess what that's called? A fucking vaccine, you idiots. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I get a little bit annoyed. I mean, because you're a nurse. The necessity and the nonchalant of like, I'm just going to go to a party. If I get it, who who cares? Whatever. And the fact that this is run by retired Miami-Dade police. Like it does not surprise hello, me. Hello, are you supposed to be like the authority here? You're going to have a mansion party just to, you know, like perrear. <laughs> Can't the yeah, perrear yeah. just wait? Yeah, bueno, it's all this holderia or whatever you call it, but puteria, okay? <laughs> but, you know, this is just part of the culture of policing where you think that you're above it all and that you're, you know, stronger than everybody else and you know what's better and you're an authority on everything even though you're not qualified to be. So this this is actually perfect branding for 2020, in my opinion. These secret mansion COVID parties, por favor, I can't. Like, like I, I can't. can't. Have you been rocking a mask lately and realized that you look so much better with it on? Maybe it's because your face is ugly. Not to worry, Patty's here. Ponte mona during la rona. Patty from Colombia presents Erase Your Face, a minimally invasive face transplant, same-day surgery. Entras y sales. I look like an entirely different person, literally. Patty from Colombia is not responsible for your ear, nose, mouth, or entire face falling off. Okay, you guys, we are so excited because we have a very classy guest here, okay? A real Hollywood guest. I don't know if you guys have heard all of the hullabaloo about this new Walter Mercado documentary on Netflix, but it is um. beyond, okay? It's amazing. So we have the pleasure to have in our 
remote studio from each of our houses and closets, Alex <laughs> Fumero, the producer of Mucho Mucho Amor. Yay! Hello! Welcome! Que vola, petit pois? Hi. Oh my god. I, How so are you guys I have, doing? We're good. You know, I mean, whatever. Like, we're doing what we can in 2020. Being stuck in my studio sweating like a hog. <laughs> Please, we have a very special guest here. Okay, let's See. not try to scare him away. But oh, wait, I'm assuming. Alex, are you from Miami? Of course, bro. Oh. Born and raised. South Miami Hospital, bro. Oh. Wait, that's a very, very expensive hospital. I don't know if you know this, but I'm from the key. So like we I, don't mess around. I actually was know? gonna ask you that because I had saw I had seen on the um uh, in, in the in the titles that it said Key Rat I think productions. Key Rat Incorporated. Cause cause that's how you know it's a legit company. <laughs> For tax purposes. For like everything purposes. Like what if they just think it's like an animal? Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, god, that's so disgusting. But you know what's funny is that all the gringuitos are gonna hear, oh rap. But it, it us from Miami were like, oh my god. So he must have gone to a private school. Correct. Be look, I almost don't feel good talking to you. Like I feel <laughs> from from my Kenzo townhouse. I need lo imagino. Yeah, I look. I bueno, I feel very good talking to you because I'm a lawyer that lives in Brickell. Nice. So, like, how long have you lived in LA, and how is it over there? LA is like Miami, but like people show up on time. <gasps> what a concept! They don't always live with their moms, and they don't always drive a German car when they live with their moms. Oh, that <laughs> listen, that is fighting words. Livet, especially for when Olivet doesn't live with her mom because, you know, Livet was born in 1842. But... Ay, uh, excuse you. <laughs> Before there were any I cars. I was always very independiente, okay? <laughs> I have... Yes, I know. I have lived on my own since I was almost like 17 years old. Let me tell bueno, you. Bueno, are you gonna ask? Are you gonna ask our esteemed guest a question or what? Well, first of all, let me tell you, Alex. I love the documentary. Okay. Um. Uh. I wanted to know. One of actually, I really want to ask this question before any question because a mí me gusta el chisme. Um. I oh want to know what is there. Yeah, exactly, the team. What is happening between Willy, or is there something really happening between Willy and Walter? Para serte honesto, uh-huh. you know, uh, it's it, it is very hard to say. Even oh, after really? spending, even after spending two years shooting, three years being friends with them, you know, I have to say they insist that their relationship was platonic, and okay. and I will say they were life partners right mm, you know mm-hmm. whether whether that mm-hmm. was ever a romantic thing who knows but when you spend 50 years with somebody and you can finish their thoughts Hi. and sentences yeah. for them you're their life partner right Aye, that's so, a beautiful thing so i think that it is well that's the case whether maybe at some point i, I will tell you this that wasn't in the documentary willie when he was a very young man and meets walter you know he was a young gay man who was mm-hmm who was, you know, uncomfortable with that in his society because there was a lot of homophobia. And Walter gave him the courage to be himself, right? And I think that, I think that at the very least, the devotion is in part 
like you know uh that like older brother younger brother since it like vibe which is yeah. what they say that's what they say right. oh well you know what if that's but what they not- say i want to believe that because i don't want to be putting you know thoughts in people's brains but también so I, that's leave it specialty but también <laughs> it could it could it have been a situation where maybe like when they were both younger you know, they might have like tried, uh, tried yeah. it out, and then they were like, "I know we're better as friends." Or we have, I don't know. There's a word for it. It's like a, it's like amorphic or algo así. No sé, no me acuerdo. But it's like not non-sexual relationship, but a lot of love. It could be any of those things. I, I agree. I like to take them at face value, and so. They're very adamant about it. They were very adamant about it. And Willie's very adamant about it. That that is, he says, that is my brother. And Walter says, that is my brother. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of love there one way or the other. And that's the important thing. That is very true. They were the cutest. Obviously, Walter stole the show because the documentary is about him. But let me tell you, Willie came in close second. You could just tell the love he had for him as a person, whether it be romantic or whatever it was at one point or any point or whatever. It was so cute I, and it came through the screen we, for we me. We love Willie. We loved Willie the entire time shooting. He he called us his uh, biojitos, his lice, <laughs> because we were always around and always bothering them. And he would get mad at us and he would rebel and wear his mic cord on the outside of his shirt <laughs> as, like, as like punishment to us to ruin our shots. I really uh, He's the best. He really I... was. And he's the sweetest man. I have a question. So how did you get involved in this like from the very beginning? Because this is huge. I mean, I think a lot of people, even people who don't know who Walter Mercado is, is watching it and it's on Netflix. Like this is like and it, a really, really and it big went to deal. Sundance Film Festival, which is a very prestigious film festival. So actually, I just you know I grew like like a lot of us, like a lot of I'm sure your listeners. I grew up watching Walter at my abuelita's house on like the fake terrazzo floors on <laughs> fucking you know Fourteenth <laughs> Street and Seventy Second Avenue. But like you know, I was always obsessed with him, and then. I met Kareem Tapsh, who's a Miami guy who runs all cinema, and he had done this film called Dolphin Lover that I highly recommend all of you go on YouTube and watch. And I was like, man, how has no one done a documentary on this guy? Like, you should do that. And Kareem was all into archival stuff. So I was like, you know, Walter's got a backstory to tell and a story now to tell. Maybe we can put them together and tell Mm -hmm. it. And that's how the doc came together. And then we got on the phone and pitched Walter, which was its own crazy Oh my God. And how, and you did it over the phone. And what did he, was he really receptive and, and wanting to do it? Or did you have to convince him a little bit? He sort of played coy, like like as though we had to convince him, but it was clear like he was gonna say yes no matter what. I think, wow. and uh, but he his first question to us, we like gave him this this basically the pitch I just gave you. You know what right. I mean about like what he meant to me and blah blah, and we all gave it to him. And then he he goes, okay, I have one question. <laughs> Uh, what are your astrological signs? Well, hello. That is a very big <laughs> deal. Awesome. I was going to ask you what yours is. Right. I'm a Sagittarius. And Love a Sag. Kareem and Christina are Libras. So we named the film company Libra Libra Sagittario. Oh, my um, God. Amazing. And, and yeah, and that was the right answer because he was like, okay, great. Let's do it. Um, oh, my God. And, and I can't believe I don't know this, but do you know what his sign was? Pisces. 
beast. Oh my god, get out of here. That is the shocking. The most evolved of the astrological science. Okay, they oh, I didn't say know that. that. Bueno, la cosa es que all the PCs I know are crazy, know, but like yeah. not in a good way, in like a way that like they won't tell me they're mad at me for like two months and I won't know. <laughs> oh my God, yes. They're very passive aggressive people. It, but maybe because Walter was more in tune. They're so sensitive. To- they're so, so sensitive. sensitive. They're so very sensitive. sensitive. I was just going to ask, like, since you had, you know, I'm sure you had all these ideas and then finally you get to work with him. Is there something that you learned about him that you, you know, like, what was your biggest takeaway from making this film? I think I always, I think I always thought a lot of stuff on Spanish TV is like unself-aware. And that's what I didn't realize. Walter did. He's so smart. And he was mm. so, he's the real deal. Like he really is a scholar of religions. The guy has like a pharmaceuticals degree. Wow. He's read every great work of literature. And he's actually just hilarious. Like he's just yeah. got great jokes. And so he knew it. And he was like, yeah, I wear this stupid stuff because then people pay attention to me. And then <laughs> I get to send them my message. And I never expected that answer. I just thought right. he thought the capes were like actual fashion you know what right, i mean Whereas, right right mm-hmm. like for walter the jewels and stuff and the makeup and the hair are fashion that stuff's yes. fashion but i, I love the hair yes. i love that hair you know, Which, he, really- wa- he wants you to know it is not a wig that was very important it to was him. very important but after seeing the process it's very clear oh yeah but if you've ever been to a peluqueria <laughs> and seen the older ladies get her their hair set you know that's not a wig Right, exactly. It's the little exactly. tiny rolo, rolo, rolos that rolos, give it the yeah. height. Yeah. But <laughs> one thing that really struck me when I was watching this movie was the little moments that you guys were able to capture. And it really made this man mm-hmm. who was so larger than life appear to be not only human, but oh, there's a little melancholy there when I when mm-hmm. I watched it. I was like, like mm-hmm. you know... You know, he's just a, a guy, you know, he's just a person in his in his in his house in Puerto Rico with his life partner, you know, taking his vitamins. Mm. Like there was just something so humanizing about the way the gaze of your documentary. Well, that, you know, thank you. Yes. That, that was definitely the goal. I mean, the point of the doc was we wanted to find out who was the guy behind the cape. Right. Mm. And and even though we went in as like fans of the Walter on TV, we fully were prepared to meet someone we did not like. Like they say, mm. never meet your heroes, right? right? So it's like, we were like, what if this guy's a narcissistic nightmare, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and as it turns out, he was what I call a benevolent narcissist. Like he <laughs> definitely loved himself, but he always loved you more, you know? Oh, um, so sweet. Yeah. And, and, and it took a long time to make him let us be, you know, see those sides of him. I mean, he... He would put on a full face of makeup when his five-week-old grandniece came to visit because he oh. didn't want her to see him that way. So, like, no. you know, so, like, he was very presumido in that way. And and he would complain. I mean, I think he honestly didn't know what a documentary was when we started because he would, like, <laughs> he would call out action. And we'd been filming for, like, 30 minutes already. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. And stuff like that. And he'd be like, why are you filming me eating breakfast? This is so boring. And you can tell in when you watch it that he's a little – he's, like, very aware of the cameras there yes, right? when he's yes. eating, you know? Alex, he never yeah. got to see the final result, right? He never got to see it. He got to see the oh. first 20 minutes of the movie. And what do he think? Wow. I, he, I think I believe he did get to see the breakfast scene, which is nice. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 
Did did he seem happy? He loved with- it. Oh, good. he did. Okay. Yeah, he was very happy. He was smiled from ear to ear, and uh, and yeah, and he, he he we have like footage of him giving. We had told him that Netflix was interested at that point, so he mm. knew that, and so he was he just kept trying to like sort of casually say nice things about Netflix, like on tape. (laughs) That's hilarious. And, and okay. So I know that at the time, I actually don't know if at the time when you were filming, was he beginning to get a little like infamito or like, I guess my bigger question is what were some of the challenges maybe on a personal level, you know, but also on a professional level making this movie? Yeah. You know, when we started with him, like he, I remember he walked into the room for the first time, which was like meeting Santa Claus. And he like, you know, he was <laughs> really standing up perfectly straight. He got on the floor very easily to like sit with his dog. He was mm. doing yoga every day, he said. Um, but like over the course of those two years, his body started to break down. So mm. it was really the function of 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 a, of a of like a combination of a sci- a very bad sciatica that oh, would not so leave him painful. alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he fell twice and those, and he didn't, oh, he didn't tell us about the second fall. Like we knew about the first one and he sort of acted like, yeah, it was just a little bruised, blah, blah, blah. He fell two times before that Miami event wow. and shattered, like he broke his, he didn't shatter, but he broke his pelvis, oh. his lower spine and a rib. And he didn't tell us. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, we didn't really find out. I mean, you know, this is like a little movie magic, but like what you see in the doc is it, when he's hurt is actually just after the event um, because we couldn't – he was like that before the event. So it's like, you know, and, and the interviews were before the event, but we didn't get to see him un- like that until after because he was really just sucking it up whenever he oh. was in front of us. This is my theory, but I think he was holding on with a sense that his legacy was not complete and that he, because he had that sudden disappearance, yeah. I feel no. I was gonna say I felt the same because you said at the end you put that he dies. I think three days later, right, or something like that. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I think he was waiting for, especially if he's a person who is a little bit more on the, you know, benevolent, um, narcissistic. I think mm-hmm. that he was waiting for his time to, sh- you know, to like, to do that, to to have a legacy, and to say yeah. goodbye to the people that loved yeah. him. Yeah, that and what an opportunity to have like to be able to tell that story from like for you guys. For me, I think the thing that stood out the most was a I always knew Walter Mercado was a big deal, but I always thought he was just a big deal to Latinos. And frankly, I always thought it was just like a Miami thing. I didn't know it it was as big as he was. And I'm watching this archival footage of like him on Howard Stern Mm -hmm. on Sally, Jesse, Raphael. And I'm like, Oh my God, I had no idea. These people even knew who Walter Mercado was. I was obsessed with that. And I love that you guys also brought it in the end of how he's still relevant today, Mm -hmm. you know, in these memes to these Gen Zers who have no idea who he is, but kind of do know who he is, you know, like I have a little sister who's like, a Gen Z and she's like I I always saw that guy and I was always like who is that but like I always kind of know who he was yeah. so you know he played a role in everybody's lives and I think that it's really really cool like he can you know he died knowing and maybe not knowing the impact that he had and it's really interesting that you guys were able to tell that story for mm-hmm. him well, thank you yeah I think that Miami event did a lot to solidify that and him knowing that that was going to be part of the movie, I think gave him a kind of, um, 
it gave him like some peace. You know? Hold on, I have one more question that Nive has been burning to ask you, but we should leave that one for last. Okay, but my <laughs> last question is, do you know how many capes Walter actually owned or or were there any like specific trinkets in his home that you were just really taken aback by or shocked by (laughs) yeah so so he has i think i think all in all he has something around like he has something like 700 capes still but at some point they said it was like a thousand or something but keep in mind walter was also very smart and frugal so those capes are reversible so when oh. like a lot of them, not all of them, but you can like have one cape on because he'd have to shoot so many segments that they just take it off, Willie flip it, put it on, done. Next segment, right? Oh, wow. so smart. Genius. So smart. Pero él tenía, uh, él tenía una señora or something, una costurera, or were they like designer capes? No, he had various, he had various designers. Um, but, but he did have a couple of capes. One was uh, Isaac Mizrahi did oh, one. Oh, that's right. That's, I remember um, that. Oh my God. Yeah. And he also had a Walter Ken doll, which makes me very, <laughs> very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, we need to track that wait, down. I need to find wait, that. Wait, we need to. Do you have a. Is it in the dog? I don't remember. It that. is. It is. Oh my God, uh, I have to if you it. check my Instagram, I posted about how it's my favorite Easter egg. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah, Alex, how was, how was Lynn Manuel? Oh my God, we didn't even ask about Lynn. Uh, Lynn, I, Lynn was was like us. He was like you know our avatar in the movie. Like we couldn't like sit in the movie and be like, this is why Walter is important to us. So we got the guy from right. Hamilton to do it. You know, <laughs> um, actually, he just happened. It was very lucky. He happened to be in Puerto Rico doing ha- that Hamilton fundraiser for Maria. Um, yes. and and like we slipped him the word that Walter wanted to meet him and he his dad had met Walter before uh and so they set it up they set up like a well they initially wanted Walter to go to Hamilton but he was already messed up from his back so he couldn't mm-hmm. sit for two hours like Aww. that so instead they they decided to meet at Walter's niece's house and it was like perfect because it was every it's like Lynn is all of us in that movie you know yes what was your biggest takeaway of the whole and film and what do you want people like, to know regard exactly yeah i mean my my biggest takeaway is that you know like i can get enraged about the current situation that we're in you know uh ask my family you know uh Mm. but (laughs) poor people have to deal with me but like but walter's message is really about love for everybody you know what i mean i mean he even he never had a bad thing to say about bill bakula you know it's like and so you know i think we could use a lot more walter in this world myself included um, and I think there's a lot to learn from this message of unconditional love and acceptance of others. Beautifully said. Beautifully Ay, said. We are so proud to call you a fellow Miami and because you're really out there making us look great, I have Thank to say. You. And shout out to Kareem Tapsh, yes. who's still living in Miami, running O Cinema, you know? So when wow. you can go to movies again, support O Cinema. Absolutely. 305. 305. And so he was uh, the co-director. So there, you had two directors, right? Do you want to yes. shout out Christina? Yeah, Christina Costantini, uh, Kareem Tapsh are the two directors. And uh, I produced it. It's on Netflix, streaming now. Check it out. It was amazing, Alex. Continue doing good work like that because I'm really, I really think it touched a lot of people. I will, I will try not to let you down. <laughs> Ay, mucho, mucho amor. Thank you for coming on the Thank show. You. Thank you. Thank you. Mucho, mucho amor. <laughs> Bye. 
Bueno, croquetitas. Um, you know, it was a bit of a mouthful today. And I think at the end of the day, Alex Fumero put it the best. Despite everything we talked about, all we need is to tackle the world con mucho, mucho amor. Mucho, mucho amor. Y besitos. Okay, but from far. Yes. yes. Um, Caro, yeah. what do we need to remind the viewers to do? Or the Ay, listeners? coño. We have to remind them to please like, subscribe, and review. Please follow us on Instagram, mm -hmm. okay? Because we're going to be doing that poll. And maybe we'll repost the picture of Walter Mercado as the Ken doll. Oh, oh yes. yes. Okay, that's, that's good. a good that's idea. Good. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's my birthday this week, by the way. Wish me a happy birthday, okay? <gasps> Ay, Ay, we didn't know. Of course, it's, Ju it's yo July. Soy un cancer. Yo, tengo, yo tengo un cancer rising and two Leo... Ay, To a Leo rising, a little Leo moon. Oh, yeah. Cancer sun, I mean. You are a... Wow. I'm, mira, que yo soy... Yo soy... Um, uh, what do you call Taurus rising. Um, uh -huh. Leo in... Uh, my sign is a Leo. And I am a uh, Virgo in the, in the moon. What is that called? The uh, moon, right? Your what? moon. Your moon is... <laughs> your moon. Your moon is Virgo. My moon is Virgo. I wow. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know any Wait. of my things. But oh, I'm Aquario. I... I bet that makes sense. Of course you are. <laughs> Come Aquarios over. are very Aquarios are very like go with the flow, um, and very like of the earth mm. and very like in you know in the air. A little bit of it, not an airhead, but you know what I mean. Indecisive, <laughs> indecisive, like, indecisive. A little flexible. I think that really that really um says. I think that says all it needs. That to is Gabby. That is Gabby. Well, mine is. I have two Earth signs. So I remember um el brujo that I went to said that um that yo soy bien yo soy bien bien stubborn. Que, o sea, uh -huh. super stubborn. Very stubborn. That makes that want, the most sense. And that I want my way. <laughs> que I get my way. <laughs> Libe gets her way. God willing. Her way or the highway. But I listen too because there's a part of me that listens. Anyway, there's a very small <laughs> very part. Small, 10%. Very small. <laughs> I thanks for listening to us. Thank you, quick, 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 quick. Thank you for continuing to listen to us, even though we put a podcast every like three months. <laughs> listen, we're busy. Okay, this, this, I have to up my Prozac prescription. Okay, for the next one. And listen to listen. I was going. I, I was protesting a lot. I gone to like five protests. Oh, yes, yes, you stay did. Stay safe out there. No, no, me pongo mi yes. máscara de N26 or whatever it's called. Hey, N95. Mira, Libra has an, an N26 mask from 1845. <laughs> the year she was born. <laughs> That's the thing. The, the thing, thing is, is that. that. <laughs>